I often talk about the importance of actually being intentional about the order that we write certain things within our song. It can be super helpful to be intentional about writing a hook before we write a chord progression, or writing a melody before we write our lyrics, or vice versa. And while that is the case, there is another songwriting order that, in my opinion, doesn't really matter, that I think often people worry about when they shouldn't. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Vidala. Pleased to be talking with you today. Honored that you would decide to spend a part of your day today listening to me talk about songwriting, hopefully learning about songwriting, and that you care enough about the craft of songwriting to be listening to any podcast or watch any video about songwriting. Just that is super awesome. And I appreciate you for that. If you want something that will help you get started with your songs, be sure to download my free guide at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. It talks about 10 different ways to start writing a song. I maintain that it is important to think through where to start songs and starting from different standpoints can help inspire you in different directions. Just like if you were dropped in different places on an island, it might inspire you to travel different ways, right? If you're right next to the beach that might inspire you to go towards the beach. Whereas if you are not dropped near the beach, you might end up going on a totally different journey where you're actually hiking up the volcano in the middle and you might not even know you're on an island and that and that there is a beach. Maybe an interesting analogy, but hope, hopefully you get my drift. Where you start your song can impact a lot. It's important to sometimes think about changing up how we start our songs, not just always going for chord progression first, but... That being said, I think sometimes people worry about other orders in songs that don't matter. And we'll start with the one that that maybe is the most obvious, and maybe it's not. But you don't have to write your song sections in order. So the inception of a song, the beginning of a song, is a song seed, right? So you might think of a cool guitar hook, or you might think of an interesting lyric, or maybe not a lyric per se, but a good song title. And you say, hmm, that'd be interesting to write a song with that as its title, with that as sort of the central idea of the song. Or maybe it's just a story idea or a single melody. But whenever you do write that, what we shouldn't assume is that the first thing we write is the first part of our song. So if you write a chord progression, don't instantly say, okay, well, let me figure out the next chord progression, which is going to then be either the pre-chorus or chorus chord progression. Because we shouldn't take for granted that it is necessarily the case that our first chord progression or our first hook or our first melody is actually going to be the first one that at the end of the day, our listeners hear when listening to the song. Think of it like shooting movies. Probably most of you know this, but movies basically never shoot in chronological order. Basically never. In fact, I think I remember reading about a specific movie once where an actor or actress was commenting on how it was unusual 
how in for that one movie they actually did force themselves to shoot the movie in chronological order. Because often, let's say you have three different parts of the movie that all take place in a certain forest. You're not going to spend a bunch of time moving your whole set from the forest to, you know, back to the studio, back to the forest, back to the studio, just so you can do it in chronological order, right? So they just do all the forest scenes while they're there. Set up camp for five weeks or however long it takes. We're already reaching the, like the, the cap of my uh, movie filming knowledge. But our songs can be the same thing. You don't have to write them in chronological order. In fact, you don't even have to explicitly continue writing a specific song. Little bonus tip here. If you're having trouble finishing songs, something you can try doing is doing all your songwriting in the same key for either a set period of time or maybe for an entire EP or album's worth. I wouldn't necessarily going wouldn't recommend necessarily going as far as a whole album that's all in the same key. Um, but a whole EP in the same key certainly could work and a, a, a whole album could too. Uh, it's just a little more limiting because that's a lot of songs to all be in the exact same key. But if you do that, you might come up with a few different great chord progressions that are in C major. And then you'll write a bunch of hooks in C major. And in this case, obviously, we're assuming that you pick C major. And then you might write a chord progression that's a perfect start to your song and even have a decent melody, but it's clearly for a verse and you don't really know where the chorus should go. Right, we've, we, we've all been there, I think, right? You have a certain section of a song and you just can't continue it or figure out how the song starts in order to get there. I've had tons of songs where they're just they're just hanging out there in nowheresville with where like there's a chorus that I have. And I know it's going to be a chorus for a song because it just sounds like a chorus. But I don't I can't figure out the verse. And I have this problem for a while for several songs. And I, I have a whole other episode where I talk about or maybe it's a video, but I have something out there that talks about one way to do that or several ways to do that. And one of them is to kind of just play the part that you have already, sing the part they have already, and then just try to improvise from there to sort of force the issue. And that certainly works. It's certainly a way that I've gotten out of that rut. But another way to get out of that rut is simply by being willing to piece songs together instead of necessarily improvising every new part. So let's say you have a chorus, a full chorus that you really like. You have your guitar part, you have your vocal, and you even, you even have the lyrics for it. You don't have to necessarily explicitly determine, I'm going to write a verse for this song, especially if you are going off of this tip I'm giving you here where pick a key and just do all your writing in that key for a set period of time. Because you may come up with three different chord progressions. And you may come up with four different melodies. And then you may realize, oh, this melody actually sounds really good on top of this chord progression. 
Or you may notice that this random lyric you have over here actually really fits sort of the the emotion of this melody you have over here. So you say, huh, well, that sounds like a chorus melody. And I have lyrics that sound like they would be verse lyrics. But perhaps these verse lyrics can lead into this chorus melody. And when you're doing all of your writing within a single key, it's very easy to fit things together. Because if you have one chord progression in C major and another chord progression in C major, another one in C major, guess what? These are all chord progressions that probably can connect to each other and work very well. Now, this is not saying that you can just be willy-nilly about this and just like pick three random chord progressions, put them together, and randomly determine which one is the verse, the chorus, and the bridge. I mean, you can do that. And if you're a super beginner, I actually would even maybe recommend you do that um, if you're really, really new. Because it's just a great, quick way to get started. But if you've been songwriting for a little bit, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. But if you're writing 10 chord progressions, the probability that three of them will fit really well together, and one of them can be your verse for a song, and one can be a chorus for a song, and one a bridge, is going to be very high. Now, yes, it is true that if you are writing in the same type of key, this still will be true in the sense that, let's say you write a chord progression in C major and then a chord progression in D major. You can always transpose that chord progression in D major to C major or transpose that melody you wrote in G major to C major to fit your chord progression. You can always do those things, especially if you know your theory. But you may not know your theory that well, which is totally fine. Or you may just not want to have to deal with that. And the easy way out here is literally just determining, hey, you know, for the next for the next three months, I'm going to write everything in B minor. And I'm not going to worry about, hey, I need a, uh, I need a chorus for this one song I've started. Nope, I'm just going to keep writing song piece after song piece after song piece. And then from there, I'm going to think about songwriting in a different light. I'm going to think of it like a puzzle. Because sure, you can finish one whole section of a puzzle and never even look at how to connect the pieces that aren't already a part of that one growing puzzle. So you can literally determine to yourself, once the first two pieces I put together, the only thing I'm looking for is a piece that will connect to those two pieces, and then a piece that will connect to those three pieces. But you also can have four people working on four totally different sections and eventually put it together. Or you can simply always look to make any connection between pieces you can, whether it's connecting the one piece to the thousand pieces or the one piece with another single piece. Anytime you see a connection, you put it together. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that the puzzle is put together and put together right. Now, I understand this analogy somewhat breaks down in that a puzzle is predetermined where it's going to go, right? Somebody designed the puzzle. It's not really a creative adventure for you. It's more of a, I don't even know what doing a puzzle is, a mental, mentally stimulated, mentally stimulating 
That's that's how you speak. <laughs> Ment mentally stimulating thing to do. So I get that it's not a perfect analogy. But it's very similar in that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it was pieced together. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to notice. There is no way for people to notice if you do it right. Because all that matters is the final product. Does it look good? Are all the pieces in the right places? Then it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter that the story of your song is that you actually wrote a bridge about a totally different subject than your chorus, or at least what you had in mind was totally different, but then you realize the core emotion of the two are exactly the same, and it sounds like it could be about the same thing. So what does it matter, right? There's a song I have that is is sort of about um, this this idea that you understand someday things are going to be okay, but accepting that for today, it won't be. And I actually wrote the whole chorus and the first line of the verse with the idea that it was about dealing with finding out that a grandparent is passing away. Now, I was never going to be explicit about that. It was just going to be generic, like, you know, loss, whether it's a parent or a, you know, a dog, like, not really relevant, was the plan. Uh, but then, after having my heart broken, it ended up being a perfect, uh, like, oh, wait a second. That same concept is the same, right? Maybe someday it will be okay, but no, it won't be tonight. That's, that same core concept is the same. In fact, the, the first line of the verse is, your hands never felt this cold. Initially, that was a reference to the coming of death. Now, it, because of the change in the song and where the song ended up going, it actually worked in a different way. Now, now it's, it sort of works the same way. Uh, you could say the de death of the relationship, but really it's more of a reference to, you know, so holding somebody's hand in a cold way or or feeling somebody's touch be cold in the emotional sense, right? Like I'm being cold to you. I'm being mean to you. Mean and cold are terrible. You, you know what I mean? And somebody's cold to somebody. So it became more of a reference to that, but that was not actually the original idea. And if I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that, right? And I don't think anybody has ever listened to that song and thought that that's the story behind the song, unless I told them that was the story behind the song. But it's called Won't Be Tonight, by the way, uh, if you want to look it up to know what I'm talking about. Um, but... Nobody has to know or care how it got pieced together. Nobody does know or care. I mean, maybe you, you do and maybe I do from the academic standpoint of we want to learn to be songwriters. But, but at the end of the day, if it all fits together and makes sense, the story of how we got there doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't matter that, you know, you had three different girlfriends between the, the, you know, you writing the first verse, the second verse, and the third verse, and therefore... Technically, you wrote them thinking about three totally different people, but then it's one love song that sounds like it's about one person. You know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody has to know. I definitely have never done that. So anyway, um, <laughs> so hopefully you're getting my drift here <laughs> with all these different examples that like it really doesn't matter how a song was pieced together. It doesn't matter 
if you write a chorus that you just can't figure out the verse for the next five years and then eventually you finally have the material for the verse. Doesn't matter. Now, that being said, we, we hopefully want to avoid the whole five-year thing. Sometimes it's going to happen, so prepare yourself for the possibility of that. And it's better to finish a song right than to force the issue and always feel like, ah, this just doesn't quite feel right. But think of songwriting like a puzzle. Doesn't matter how it was pieced together. You can write lyrics for song number one, then write a chord progression for song two, then write a hook that feels like a good intro for the subject material that you have in song one, because you have the lyrics, right? So you already kind of know what the song's going to be about. And the hook just feels like it has that right emotion. Then maybe you write a melody. It seems like it could be promising to go on top of the chord progression for song two that you've come up with. And now that you have the chord progression and the melody, it might become clear to you, oh, I think this is going to be the chorus. Because maybe the melody has this super huge sound, and it's towards the top of your vocal range, and it just feels like an epic chorus. It feels like something simple enough for people to all join in and sing with you, or whatever it is you might look for in a chorus. So then next up, you figure out a melody for your song number one lyrics. Now that you have the melody for those lyrics, it might be starting to be clear to you that, hey, I think this is a verse. Because first of all, maybe the lyrics are kind of story-driven, and the tendency is that verse lyrics are more story-driven, whereas choruses are more thematic-driven. And then bridges can be kind of either, but bridges probably lean a little more story, but kind of hybrid. I don't even know if they lean story. I, I feel like I like leaning them story. Um, but usually a hybrid is a good way to go. But then you write another melody that perfectly flows into the chorus that you have of song two. Because if you remember what we have for song two so far, we started with a chord progression. Then we wrote a melody that we realized, oh, that goes well with that chord progression. And then we, listening to that melody combined with the chord progression, thought, oh, that seems like a chorus. So then you write another melody. And you think, who? This feels like this melody flows nicely into that chorus that we have so far for song two. No one knows or cares how it comes together. So don't spend too much time worried about writing sections in order. Don't worry too much about how a song all comes together. And try to figure out ways, such as my example of, hey, pick a key and just do all your writing in a certain key, to sort of make this easier on yourself. Because admittedly, if you're right, if every time you sit down to write different song seeds and different song ideas, you're writing all different keys, then yeah, it's gonna be harder and harder to see how different things can come and fit together. Now, to be clear, several times I've done things where eventually I kind of realized that something I wrote in this, the key of, I think the last thing this happened to with me, I wrote one part in G major and another part in D major which are pretty, those are pretty different as far as like where they're low, right? That, that's a, a whole fourth difference. So it's not like C major to D major, where it's really easy. It just moves everything up two steps. So it was a little more significant, but I figured out like, oh, based on where the melody was sitting and everything like that, that it actually worked better if I moved the part that was in D major to G major. And then that fit really well with another part I already had in G major. 
So you certainly can do that. It's a little, it's a little harder, though, because sometimes you won't even consider it because it, it doesn't sound like it would sound good together because they're in totally different keys. And if you go from one to the other, there's going to be this awkward, like, oh, that just changed from the key of D major to G major out of nowhere, and it just doesn't seem quite right. So all of this being said, just to make sure this is clear in case you're new here, I do think there's wisdom in having some go-to orders as far as instruments versus melody versus lyrics go, or if you want to see it as harmony, melody, lyrics, or chord progression, melody, lyrics. They're not all exactly the same, but for a songwriter's purpose, they're effectively the same. Uh, harmony technically wouldn't include things like drums, and uh, chord progression is a little limiting because it's talking about the underlying chords, and it doesn't necessarily mean it would include your guitar hook for instance. Your guitar hook is probably on top of a chord progression, but it's not inherently a part of the chord progression. Um, I won't go too deep into that, but think of it like instruments, melody, and lyrics. I'm personally a huge fan of the order of starting with a hook, and then from there figuring out a melody on top of that hook, and then going from there. And figuring out what the chord progressions maybe are. I actually leave lyrics to last, even though I think it's arguably the most important part of a song. Okay, melody is the most important. But um, I think if lyrics are garbage, who the heck cares about the rest of the song? That's my opinion, because it's literally what a song is about. So I don't care if 80% of people don't listen to lyrics. doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Um, it means commercially it doesn't matter, but it doesn't mean artistically it doesn't matter. Um, but that being said, I find it personally easy to... Um, not easy, but it's just as hard to get lyrics right if you do it late in the process as early in the process. I have a whole podcast and also videos, so go check them out about how songwriting is a funnel. So if you haven't heard me talk about that, go check that out. I'm going to try to give a really brief version here, uh, but it's really something that requires more time than I'm going to do in this episode. But it's basically the idea of Anytime you're doing something creative where things fit together, you have the most creative room at the top. And with each creative decision you make, you have less room to make the next creative decision. So just as an easy example, once you pick a key for your song, you have restricted the notes that you will mostly use. Yes, you can use some notes outside of the key, but for the most part, the vast majority of songs have only notes that are in key. So once you pick D major, you've limited your notes to D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp. And then once you write a chord progression, you somewhat limit the melody that can be on top of that. And then once you have a melody, and it doesn't even have to be in this order, but just as an example, once you have a melody, your lyrics are constrained by that melody. Because if you have a melody that is effectively, you know, four notes then you can't have 10 syllables worth of lyrics for that line because you only have four notes. You can't, like, the, the generally speaking, you want the syllables to match up with the amount of notes you have. Otherwise, it's going to be really awkward and you're going to be, like, making one-syllable words hold over three different 
notes, which of course you can do at end of lines. And at certain points you can do that. You can stretch it a little bit, but generally speaking, it is somewhat limiting. And that being said, also every melody has different highlights and different natural emphases within a melody. So one of my favorite examples is the three different versions of I love you because it's very simple. It's very different if I'm saying I love you versus I love you versus I love you, right? All three of those things mean three totally different things. Maybe not totally different, but very different things, right? I love you is like the answer to, well, who do you love? I love you, right? Or, you know, nobody loves me. The answer to that would be I love you. I do. It's me. I'm the one who loves you. Um, or how do you feel about me? Let's have our DTR. Do people still have DTRs? Is that a thing? Awful, right? If you know what a DTR is, you know, not fun. So anyway, uh, define the relationship if you don't know. It's basically a really awkward talk where two people sit down and, and decide to figure out whether they like each other or not or whether they're pursuing a relationship. Um or if they're just friends. Super fun. Not awkward at all. So anyway, um, I love you, though, would be the answer to the question, like, how do you feel about me? So, so all three of those things have different connotations, right? That's why I like this as an example. This isn't a huge difference, but it's, it, 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 it does make a difference in what it's inherently communicating. So if I were to tell you that I, lo I love you, that the words I love you were which one of those three was that at least to me because this one is held out and it's the high note that's I love you right it's not I love you I love you would be or something like that. So when you decide on a melody, it somewhat restricts your lyrics. Now, again, not a perfect example because the is the same words, but you can't have the line I love you have this melody. Unless you stretch out you to be a whole like four, five notes, <laughs> right? And then the opposite is going to be true, right? You can't have a line that says, I love you more than life and the world and everything else. A terrible lyric, right? But uh, <laughs> whatever it is, a really long sentence and then make the melody. Like that, that's just not how it works, right? So every creative decision you make has consequences and, and somewhat limits your future choices. All to say that the main point of this is it is important to think through what maybe you want to start with because you want to use the creative room you have at the beginning well. I don't usually recommend starting with chord progressions for this very reason, that people tend to not notice chord progressions. And even if you say, I hear chord progressions, fine, but melody is clearly more important. And even if you pay attention to the, the chord progression, what you probably pay attention to more is the piano riff or that guitar hook, right? It's another more melodic part. So I like to start with those, but um, 
whatever works for you, just know that, you know, every, every decision you make, once you make that piano riff, that somewhat limits the melody you can have on top of it. Are you comfortable with that? Or do you think, oh, the piano riff doesn't matter. I want to make sure that the melody is perfect. Well, start with the melody. You want to have a killer bass line? Start with the bass line. Because once you have the chord progression that limits the bass line, it's going to be harder to write a really baller bass line. So all this to say that there are some orders in our writing that I think matter more than others. I do think that it's worth putting some thought into what our go-tos are as far as what, what we try to start to write first as far as, you know, are we writing a piano riff first or a bass line first or a melody first? I do think there's wisdom in that, and specifically wisdom in not simply doing the same one over and over and over again. And if you are going to do the same one over and over and over again, make sure it's a maybe stronger choice. I would argue, for instance, that writing a cool guitar hook first is a wiser choice than writing a chord progression first. I would argue that writing a great melody is first is going to be more important because melody is more important than a chord progression first. But don't strictly adhere to those guidelines. I don't even want to call them rules. Uh, gu guidelines at best. Simply utilize that knowledge to your strength. Right, that, that you have more creative room at first, therefore utilize that creative room on something that's going to take full advantage of it, something that's very important. You know, you probably never noticed the chord progression of Five for Fighting's 100 Years or Clocks by Coldplay, but I bet you noticed the piano riff, right? So this is why I say, you know, start with the riff, because if they wrote a chord progression first, they might have never come up with those awesome riffs. Um... So don't not write a super catchy chord progression just because you don't think starting with the chord progression is ideal. And you may totally disagree with me on the I'm relatively anti-chord progression first, as you probably have noticed. Um, but that's simply because a lot of people default to that and only do that. And I actually think it's arguably the weakest of all the things to actually start with. Um, just my personal opinion from you know, doing all the different methodologies, but I absolutely still start with chord progression sometimes because sometimes I do want to write a, a, a baller chord progression. Um, but most of the time, it's more important to have a baller piano riff or, or melody or something else. Uh, not to say that you can't have it all, but the order that definitely doesn't matter is the order that you write different sections. So don't constrain yourself and simply allow yourself to write. Maybe try the whole writing all in one key for, you know, three months or something like that. And don't overly worry or don't take for granted that, oh, I, I, I guess I'll just write songs in order. I start with the intro, and then I write the verse, and then I write the chorus, and then I write the... Nope, you don't have to do that. If the first part of a song you write, you think, ah, sounds like a good chorus. That doesn't mean your song needs to start with your chorus, right? doesn't mean it shouldn't either. But keep that in mind. Keep in mind that even though there can be some wisdom in being intentional about what parts we write first when it comes to instrumentation versus lyrics versus melody and all of that sort of thing. Don't constrain yourself. 
right? Piece songs together. Don't be afraid of piecing songs together. I know it sounds scientific at that point sometimes to people, or it sounds less creative to people, but that's somewhat because I think everybody has a idealized version of creativity in their head, right? They sort of envision somebody sitting, sipping coffee all alone, looking out upon the lake where there are no boats and there's nothing but two loons that are calling. And maybe this is just my vision, but <laughs> um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about, right? And, and, and you just come up with this idea and you go over to the piano and you just write a brilliant song in 10 minutes and it all comes together. And it's because you're going through something at the moment, right? We all have this idealized vision, uh, and sometimes that happens, but most of the time it doesn't. So figuring out how to work through the times that either we're not visited by the muse at all or inspiration is at a low point or, you know, may maybe our inspiration is just in the average state that it usually is, which is once in a while you're like, ooh, this is a cool idea, but you're not on fire for five hours straight, uh, but you're also not coming up with nothing for months straight. So hopefully this was helpful to you. If it was, be sure to leave a review if you haven't already. I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that. I appreciate you for doing that so much. You can leave it on Apple Podcasts. I think you can leave them on Spotify as well. I don't know if Amazon, uh, I think this podcast is on Amazon now. I don't know if you can leave reviews there, but if you use the service, you probably do know. <laughs> so I appreciate all of you who do that. It helps me out so that more people can find the show so that hopefully we can help more people uh, get better at songwriting and help them with different things that maybe they haven't thought of before. Maybe you hadn't thought of some of these things before, like, for example, writing all in one key for a period of time so that it's easier to sort of do the puzzle thing. But that's what we're here for. Again, if you want some help with getting started on songwriting, especially if you are new or if you're just somebody who sometimes gets creatively stuck or you start to feel like all your songs are starting to sound the same. Often if you just start your songwriting from different standpoints, sort of like my, my map example I gave earlier, if you're placed in different parts of a map or let's not think of video game terms, if you're placed on different parts of an island, what the direction you go and what you end up exploring will probably be radically different. If you're put at the nice beach, you may never leave that beach and you may just explore the forest a little bit and not even notice there's a volcano there. If you're placed on the other side of the island, you might say that, see the cool volcano and say, ooh, let's go to the top and check that out. And if there's a resort on the other side, maybe you just spend the whole time there and you're like, I didn't even, I didn't even realize what island I was on. So where you start is very crucial, can be crucial. Um, and that's sort of what this guide is about, about teaching different ways to start a song or start a piece of a song, like a puzzle piece of a song, because this doesn't have to apply only to starting a song. It can be starting a part of a song because, for example, you could write a great bass line that ends up being the bass line for your verse, and then from there write a great melody that ends up being the melody of your chorus, right? Those, those two things, as long as they're in the same key, they don't really need anything else that connects the two because there are two different sections of the song. And even that, you technically could have a chord, uh, a key change between your verse and your chorus, although I do not recommend that. We won't go too music theory nerd in this one, though. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you, and I will talk to you in the next one.